0: It's all downhill. Uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's good times, man. We're just so uh, so proud of everyone for, for all you put in and, and uh, for doing that. It's just a massive blessing. We're gonna bless so many families this year with Christmas Box, um, putting, putting food and boxes of yummy, yummy goodies into homes that so need it this year. And it's just such a joy to be able to do that. And we're gonna let you know a little bit more in the next few weeks about how you can get involved with our Christmas Box initiative, which is gonna be absolutely amazing. Any Irish in the house today? Good, all right. Those who know, now you know. If you didn't know, now you know. And I wanna thank everyone who came out on Wednesday night to our Heart and Soul night. It was absolutely incredible and amazing. And if you missed Heart and Soul then you miss something pretty special. And uh, we're we're gonna be doing those again throughout next year, and so I encourage you to get along. Uh, We just, man, we just had a great encounter with God on Wednesday night. It was just something really, really special. So uh, I'm continuing on. I'm actually finishing off our series uh, today, our series Red Letter Revival. We're looking at the red letters that you find in your Bible, the words of Jesus, and uh, we really believe as we said every time, that the words of Jesus are just as relevant and powerful today as they have ever, ever been. And uh, today's words and letters come from the book of Mark chapter number 10. And so let's dive in there. It's in your notes. Uh, I'll read it out to you if you don't have your notes. Uh, Mark chapter 10, starting in verse number 46, says this. Then they came to Jericho, as was Jesus, as, as Jesus and his disciples together with a large crowd were leaving the city. A blind man, Bartimaeus, which means son of Timaeus, was sitting by the roadside begging. When he heard that it was Jesus of Nazareth, he began to shout, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. Many rebuked him and told him, be quiet, but he shouted all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and said, call him. So they called the blind man, cheer up, on your feet, he's calling you, throwing His cloak aside, he jumped to his feet and came to Jesus. What do you want me to do for you? Jesus asked him. The blind man said, Rabbi, I want to see. Go, said Jesus. Your faith has healed you. Immediately, he received his sight and followed Jesus along the road. I've I've kind of subtitled this message, Positioned for Breakthrough. Positioned for Breakthrough. Uh, Because I kind of feel like every one of us is a little bit like blind Bartimaeus. Every one of us has a need. Every one of us has a lack. Every one of us has something in our lives that we are believing God for breakthrough in. And I don't know what it is for your life. Maybe you're believing God for breakthrough in your finances. Maybe it's in your marriage, in your family, in your business. Maybe it's in your faith. Maybe you're stuck in a place in your faith and you walk with God and you're like, man, God, I just want you to break through in my life. Maybe You need breakthrough in your health, in your body, in your physical health. Maybe you need breakthrough in your mental health. I don't know what it is, but I believe every single one of us has got something that we're going, God, I just need you to break through in this area. And and what I'd love to do today is I wanna unpack this whole story. And I wanna focus in on some of the words of Jesus here because I believe that Bartimaeus displays something that positioned his life to receive the breakthrough that he needed from Jesus. And and I think if we can get a hold of some of these things and begin to uh, embrace them into our own lives, then I think we're gonna position ourselves better for the breakthrough that we are believing God for today. Is that okay? Okay, cool. Frosty, I'll preach to you today, bro. You ready? Let's go, my man, let's go. See, in this story, there's a guy, his name is is Bartimaeus. We know him as Blind Bartimaeus. I feel like that's really sad. We don't call him seeing Bartimaeus because he actually could see after this, but he's always blind Bartimaeus. Bartimaeus is on the roadside, and Bartimaeus is, is on his mat. He's down, he's begging. And he's just begging for, for money and for help, just as he did every single day. And he's, he's asking people for money. He's begging on the side of the road, and then he hears that Jesus is going by. I mean, he couldn't see, but I tell you what, when, when you lose one sense, another sense gets heightened. And so he hears that Jesus is coming. And I bet he would heard stories. This Jesus, he can heal. He can deliver. This Jesus, he can set free. This Jesus, he like he's heard stories about who he is, and so he hears that he's going by. So he's like, "This is my moment. This is my moment. He's coming by my way, and I'm gonna. I need to get his attention. And so what he does is he starts to cry out from his position. He's broken. He's blind. He he's in, he starts, he yells out, "Jesus, Son of David, have mercy on me!" And everyone around him tell him to be quiet. They they rebuke him. In fact, they say, "Stop it." Who do you think you are calling out to him? Leave him alone. Stop doing what you're doing. Be quiet. Silence, beggar. Stay where you are. And so it is like, I'm ignoring you because I'm getting my miracle today. I'm, gonna, I'm, shout, I'm shouting out all the louder the Bible says. He shouts out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. And Jesus hears him shouting. And so he, he says to people, he said, go, go get him. Bring him over here. And so they get him like, okay, cheer up, man. Get up. He's calling for you. And so they bring him to Jesus, and Jesus says, what do you want? And he says, Lord, I wanna see. And this is the most powerful statement in this whole passage. He says, your faith has made you well. Your faith has made you well. Now go, listen, there, there is something about faith. There is something about faith. I mean, I know faith doesn't always make sense, to the, to the world around us, but there's something about faith that seems to move the hand of God. I mean, I mean, the Bible says that even a tiniest, the tiniest little bit of faith can move a mountain and take a mountain and throw it into the ocean. I mean, the Bible says that without faith, it's impossible to please God. I mean, God responds in accordance to this thing called faith, and I don't understand everything about God and how He works and how you get your breakthrough, but I do know that faith has got a part to play. Faith is this, this thing, and Bartimaeus, he's, he has, in this moment, he has faith that Jesus takes notice of, and it, in response to his faith, he receives his breakthrough. And my, I guess my question is, how did he show faith? Like, what was it about Bartimaeus that's, that was like, he's got faith today? And, and I wanna look into this story and I wanna pull out these, these thoughts I have about this because I believe that you and I can also begin to position our lives to live with a greater measure of faith so we can position our lives to see God's breakthrough in our lives. So the first thought I have about Bartimaeus is this. If you're gonna live a life of faith and position yourself for breakthrough, you have gotta have an attitude of worship. Yeah. Have an attitude of worship. Bartimaeus, in this moment, He's begging on the side of the street and he hears Jesus going by. So what does he do to get Jesus' attention? Here's what he does. He loudly declares a statement of worship. I don't know if you saw it in the text there, but that's what he does. See, my dad's name is Neville. If I was walking down the road and someone said to me, Steve, son of Brian, I think you got the wrong Steve. That's another Steve entirely. You don't know me and you don't know my daddy. Jesus is walking down the road and Bartimaeus yells out, Jesus, son of David. You think, you got the wrong Jesus. Isn't his dad Joseph? Mary, Jesus, and Joseph. You got the wrong Jesus. But, But what you gotta understand is when Bartimaeus is yelling out, Jesus, son of David, what he's doing is he's declaring a messianic title of who Jesus was. He's taking an Old Testament title of the Messiah, the anointed one, the holy one, the one that would come to rescue and ransom his people. He's declaring an honouring and worshipful title for who Jesus was, the King of kings and the Lord of lords. That's what he's doing. Jesus' dad was Joseph, but who he is is the son of David. He's the one who would come and ransom this world. So, 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 so what, what Bartimaeus does is he, he begins to shout this worshipful statement. It's an honoring, it's a glorifying, it's a magnifying, praising, worshiping statement. And he, gets, he shouts it. And, and then it says that he shouts it all the louder. I love what the Bible says about worship in Psalm 47. It says this, clap your hands, all you nations. Shout to God with cries of joy. I will praise you as long as I live, Psalm 63. And in your name, I will lift up my hands. Now, I get it. We are a little bit of a happy clappy church. I get it. People come to church for the first time. They're like, I like your church. You're a little bit happy clappy. I get that, man. When I first walked in here, I thought, these people are weird. What are they up to? Put your hands down. <laughs> I can smell you. Put it down. No, like I get it. We're a little bit like, yeah, hey, we're happy clap. We come here and we, we clap and we sing and we lift our hands and we jump and, and we shout. Listen, it's not a personality thing to clap your hands and to shout and lift your hands and worship. It's a faith thing. It's a faith thing to come and to lift your hands to God. It's a faith thing to come and go, God, I'm going to step into your presence here today. It's a faith thing to go, I'm going to worship and I'm going to lift my hands and I'm going to forget about me and I'm going to forget about my brokenness and I'm going to forget about my blindness and I'm going to forget about my position and I'm going to honor you and magnify you and glorify you in this place. It's a faith thing. I didn't get it when I first came to church either, but now I get it. It's a faith thing. To worship Jesus and to magnify God and to declare who He is is an act of worship and it's an act of faith. It's, it does it's, something to stir within us a greater perspective of who God is. We magnify Him, we honor Him. And here's the thing, most people want the breakthrough and then they'll worship. Bartimaeus knew what it was to worship before the breakthrough. And in fact, I really believe that for most, most things God wants to do in your life, it's actually praise and worship that precedes the breakthrough. And so that's why we sing first in church. We don't sing first just to take up and warm you up a little bit and get you used to it and all that. No, no, no. We sing because we we want to break down some walls. We want to precede some breakthrough right here. We want to we want to do. We want to give God honor and glory. We want to magnify. We want to stir faith in this room. We want to stir faith in your heart. We want to get you looking beyond just you and your brokenness and where you are and actually begin to magnify God and honor Him and declare who He is and declare His promises. What does that do? It stirs faith in your heart. Ephesians five says this in, in verse eighteen. Don't be drunk on wine because that'll ruin your life. Great advice. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs amongst yourself and making music to the Lord in your hearts. If you want more of God, if you want more of His breakthrough anointing in your life, if you want more of the Holy Spirit in your life, this tells us how to get it. You ready? Worship, worship, worship. If you want more of God in your life, worship. If you want to see God move more in your life, worship. If you want more of the Holy Spirit, worship. Worship elevates your vision. Worship aligns your heart with the heart of God and it builds faith in your life. Worship. Can I encourage every person in this room to do something? To cultivate a heart and a a lifestyle of worship every single day. If you want to build faith in your life, then make it a habit in your life of, of getting up in the morning, just flipping some worship on just turn it on on your Spotify, or your CD player. Whatever. Just put but worship in, in the room all around you. You know, you're gonna wake up grumpy some mornings, but you try and worship for 20 minutes and then still be grumpy. I'm telling you, man, it changes something. It's a faith thing. You might wake up feeling defeated. You begin to sing and declare the goodness of God and who He is and His promises over your life. You're no longer gonna be defeated. All the victory is yours through Christ. Come on, somebody. This is is what worship does, man. It lifts your faith and you begin to believe God and trust God and, and pursue Him at a greater measure. And it begins to align your life and position you for greater breakthrough in your life. Why? Because you're pressing into God. It takes faith. It takes faith to worship. It does take faith to worship. It doesn't take faith to sing songs, but it does take faith to worship. Bartimaeus, he had an attitude of worship and it preceded everything that he did. And it preceded the miracle that came, the breakthrough that came. It started with a declaration of worship for who Jesus was. Second thing I noticed about this story is that to live a life of faith and to to, to position for breakthrough, you've got to ignore the naysayers. You've got to ignore the naysayers. I like to keep active in my life. I like, to, um, I like to do sports and events and like challenges, physical challenges. I like to go to the gym and I like to do things like that. And um, what, what I've found is my, my life has been a series of um, unending injuries because I'm getting older <laughs> and I'm not as pliable as I used to be. And I like to push myself and challenge myself and, and do things. And so I, I've literally, you name it, I've broken it or busted it or hurt it. Like, Hamstrings, knees, sternums, collarbones, fingers, elbows, noses, uh, ears, ripped my ear off my head for a bit. And they're like, all kinds of stuff. Broken my foot, like, you name it, I've done it. And, and, and all the naysayers around me are like, Steve, why don't you give up? Steve, why do you keep doing that? Why do you keep doing these things? You should just stop. You should just give up. You should just quit. I'm like, dead things don't move. And as long as I'm alive, I'm gonna move. <laughs> you gotta ignore the naysayers in your life. Go after. I'm. I'm. I'm currently harbouring a busted rolled ankle from tough mudder and a, and a really inflamed shoulder joint. we're ignoring the naysayers. <laughs> Can I tell you that living a life when you live a life of faith, not everyone's gonna cheer you on. Yeah. When, when you go after the things of God for your life, not everyone's gonna be your biggest supporter. Bartimaeus is. is begging on the side of the street and he begins to pursue the breakthrough that God has for his life. He begins to pursue Jesus. He begins to worship him and people around him rebuke him, tell him to stop, tell him to be quiet. They're like, no, no. Stop shouting out, you leave him alone. Know your place, know your position. Stay broken, stay messed up, stay a beggar, stay poor. Stay just as you are on this mat in the middle of the street while everyone goes, no, 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 no! don't go anywhere. This is the rebuke that he's getting from different people. And if you're gonna go in faith to pursue what God has for your life, you have to ignore the naysayers in your world that are trying to stop you pursuing God with all your your heart you are going to ignore the people that make fun of you when you worship Jesus. Yeah. you are going to ignore the, the voices inside of you that are telling you to stop. You've got to ignore the naysayers who are trying to stop you. Many of you um, in this church have recently come to faith. I know that many in this room in the last six months have given their life to Jesus or recommitted your life to Jesus. Uh, in fact, here's a cool stat. Over the last two Sundays alone, just Sundays, over the last two Sundays alone, 37 people have committed their life to Jesus. Come on, somebody. 37 people. Okay. Half the room got excited. That's awesome. The rest of you, you can get saved at the end of the service. Uh, 37 people in two Sundays alone, the last two Sundays, have committed their lives to Jesus and received a life-giving relationship with the God that made them. That is more people, that, 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 that number is half the size of the average New Zealand church. That's how many people have said yes to Jesus in our services in the last two weeks. Can I tell you, for you, if you've made your decision to follow Jesus in this church in the last six months, I can tell you right now, not everyone in your world is cheering you on. I know not everyone in your world is excited about the change. I know when you said yes to Jesus, like things started to change in you and your heart changed and your attitude changed and your language changed, your mind changed. And so there's people in your world that don't like the new you. There's actually people in your world that prefer the broken you. There's people in your world that prefer the blind you, the broken you, the addicted you, the gossiping, bitter, resentful you. They like that you because you fit with them because they're bitter and broken and resentful too. And now that you don't fit anymore and you don't go into those conversations and you're starting to sound and look and act a little bit different, they're trying to say to you, stop, stay broken, stay on your mat, don't go forward. Friends, if you're gonna push forward in faith to all that God has for you, you've gotta ignore the naysayers. You've gotta ignore the naysayers, even if that naysayer is you. Even if that naysayer is your own heart and your own mind saying, who do you think you are? You don't deserve this, you shouldn't go any further. You've gotta ignore the voices that are telling you to stop pursuing the God who loves you and has got great plans for your life and wants to bless you and free you and bring you into a life of faith and breakthrough. Someone say amen this morning. The third thought I have is this. If you're gonna live a life of faith and position for breakthrough, the last thought is this. You've gotta be specific in your ask. You gotta be specific in your ask. I don't know if anyone else is um, married to a wife like this, but... um, I've got to be careful how I go from here. <laughs> I um, there's times where we, we wanna maybe get some food and, 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 and we're gonna get maybe some takeaways. Every now and again we might get some takeaways. And I say, babe, what do you want? She say, I don't know. Just whatever. <laughs> Men, just be aware. This is this. That's code. It's code for I know what I want, but I'm not going to say it <laughs> just yet. What do you want? I don't know. Some McDonald's? No. All right, not that. Um, want some noodle canteen? No. That's a a definite no. You're pretty quick on these no's, so I'm starting to pick up the vibe that you already have an idea of what you actually do want. What do you you want, some pizza? No, I don't want pizza. All right, cool. No pizza then. What do you want? Should we go like one of those little roast places? No. So I've learned to, to stop the game and go, listen, there's something in your head that you want. Let's, Let's quit the game. Just tell me what you want. Because I'm a man and I'll eat anything. I'm not fussy. If it used to have a pulse, now it doesn't, and you cook it, I'll eat it. It's easy. Sorry, vegans. I love love the vegans. Yay, veggies. Mm. Tofu. Jesus, in this moment, he goes before this blind man and he says to him, what do you want? He's blind. The Son of God asking a blind man what he wants. Pretty sure Jesus knows. I think when Jesus asked this question, the guy's guide dog was confused too. It's like, oh? What do you want? Her? <laughs> he, he, what do you want? And Bartimaeus' response is a response that required faith because it takes faith to be specific. It doesn't take faith to be general. Bartimaeus could have gone, oh, I just want you to bless me. There's no faith there. Because what does that mean? How do you know? But it takes faith to be specific. Why did Jesus ask him to, to tell him? Of course Jesus knew what he needed. But why did Jesus ask him what he wanted? Because he wanted to activate his faith. He wanted to stir his faith to believe for exactly what he wanted. He didn't say, oh, bless my health. He said, I want to see. Like, I don't just want, like, you to make me better. I want to see. That's what I want. That's, I'm being specific. I can't see. And I want to, I want to see I'm specific. Friends, it does take faith to be specific. But if you wanna position your life for breakthrough, it takes faith. And faith is activated when we start to get a bit specific. Can I encourage you? I don't know what you're believing for, what you're praying for, what breakthrough you need, but I I really felt as I was preparing this message, some of you, you, you've you've gone too general. Because it's safe. General prayers are safe. General requests are safe. It's dangerous to pray specific. I really felt God just saying, be specific in what you need. What is it you need? Be specific. You've got on your chairs these little connect cards. And um, there's a part on this connect card where you can actually write down a request. And what I'd love to challenge you to do is if you've got something you're believing God for, I want you to be specific and write it down. And our teams, we're gonna click these at the end of the service, but we wanna believe with you for the breakthrough that you are asking God for. We wanna pray with you for it. Our team will pray for it. I'll pray for it. Our staff will pray for it. Our prayer team will pray for it. We wanna pray with you for the things that you need. But don't, 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 just, Lord, bless my life. I need a job. What kind of job? Where? How much you wanna get paid? Like be specific in what you need. Our interns saying, come on to how much you wanna get paid. I'll I'll pay you you double what we paid you this year, Joey. Be specific with what you're asking for. Can I encourage every one of us to, from this story of Bartimaeus and these words of Jesus, begin to cultivate that life of faith. Have an attitude of worship. Before your breakthrough, have an attitude to worship. Build faith. Ignore the naysayers. I know some of you today, it's a word for you today. Ignore the naysayers that are, that are, that are telling you to stop, even if that naysayer is you. Even if that naysayer is your own self consciousness and, and, and your own self doubt. Ignore the naysayers and keep pushing in, in faith to what God has for your life. Begin to be specific in what you're requesting. Forget the general prayers that are safe, be dangerous. Ask for something specific, activate some faith. I believe that as we we live this kind of life, we position ourselves for greater level of breakthrough. And I'm believing with you and for you that this house will be a house where people receive breakthrough, where the power of God moves, the spirit of God moves, where lives aren't the same, where things change and God moves. I'd love to pray for you right now and if you've got a little request that you've written down, just hold it in your hand let's pray together right now. God, we thank you that you love every single one in this room and God, we come today many in lack, many in need, many blind that need to see, Lord, many people that have breakthrough needs in our lives and we know that you are the God of the breakthrough and Lord we come today and I pray help us to activate and cultivate a life of faith Lord that we would be a people have an attitude and a life of worship no matter what we go through no matter what we do we will honor you and glorify you we will engage our faith God I pray that we would be a people who ignore the naysayers, those who are not cheering us on, those who are trying to hold us down and pull us back from going forward into what you have for us. Lord God, I pray, help us ignore the naysayers and press forward into the promises that you have for us. God, I pray as we make our requests to you today, Lord, that we be specific in them. And God, I pray for every request, every need that we have in our hands right now, I ask you bless it and you come through as Lord of the breakthrough. I ask this all in the matchless name of Jesus, amen. I wanna pray one last prayer this morning and um, I wanna invite you, uh, everybody in this room, just to take take the next moment, just to bow your heads and close your eyes, just for a moment. I'd love to pray one last prayer and if you're here today in this room and, and you don't know Jesus, Or you've never started a relationship with Him. Maybe your life is far from God and you feel God is drawing you. God is calling you to Him. Uh, I'd love to pray a very simple prayer. And it's a prayer of surrender, surrendering your life into the hands of God. The truth is, friends, that God loves you, that God made you. He's got a great plan for your life. We all mess up. We all fall short of His standard. The Bible calls it sin. And God, in His amazing, amazing grace, He sent His own Son, Jesus, to a cross. When He died on that cross, He took upon Himself what you and I were due for our sin. And He extends to every single one of us today, not judgment or condemnation, but His grace, forgiveness for your past, new life that begins right here, right now. Hope for your future and eternity with Him in heaven. And I would love to include you. If you're here and you don't know Him or you, and you want to, or maybe you once knew God but your life is far from Him today and you wanna come back to Him, I'm gonna pray this very simple prayer and I invite you just to pray it with me in your heart. You don't have to pray it out loud, I'll pray it out loud. You just pray it in your heart but mean it with everything you've got. You ready? Just say these words. Say, God, today I surrender my life to You. I know I've sinned, I know I've messed up but I believe Jesus that You died for me. Right now, I ask you to forgive me of all my wrongs. I turn from that way of life and I turn to you. Come into my life. Be my Lord today. I choose from this moment to follow you and to live for you. Come in and make me brand new today. In Jesus' name. Just with your eyes still closed and head bowed, I wanna encourage you to do one very, very simple thing. If you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you're serious about it, saying, Steve, yeah, that's me, man. Count me in. I prayed that prayer. I want you to do something very, very simple. And I'm not gonna embarrass you. I'm not gonna call you out. I'm not gonna bring you forward. I'm not gonna make you stand up. I'm not gonna do anything like that. But what I do wanna do is I wanna encourage you to take one little step of faith. I'm gonna count to three. And on the count of three, if you prayed that prayer and you meant it, you're serious, I want you just to really quickly shoot your hand up nice and high, and then I'll acknowledge you. You can pop it back down. Be brave, be bold. Just one little step of faith. You know who you are. Are you ready? One, two, three. Hands up nice and high. Just saying, Steve, that's me. Yep, God bless you, my man, down there. Yes, I see you too. Yes, my man, down the back, I see you as well. Anyone else saying, Steve, that's me. Yep, I see you too. Yep, I see you there, young lady. Amazing, amazing. Anyone else saying, Steve? Yep, over that side too, my man. I see you as well. Anyone else saying, Steve, count me in. That's me. I want in. I I meant it, I prayed it. I'm serious. amazing. Amazing. God, we thank you for those who have responded. We thank you for new life that has come to them right here, right now. We thank you for your amazing, amazing grace. We bless each one in the name of Jesus, amen. Come on, give God some praise for those people. Incredible. Fantastic, I wanna lead you in... in... One thing before we receive our giving today, and that is if you could grab out those cards again, some of you probably still got them sitting in your hand from when we talked about prayer requests. If you raised your hand just in that last moment when Steve indicated to, or maybe even if you didn't, but you kind of felt like you maybe wanted to, if you prayed that prayer,